What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the BB Show. Uh, I'm your host, Caleb. I'm here with my co-host, Christian. How you doing, man? I'm feeling great. Yeah. <laughs> this week kind of cruised by. Uh, tomorrow is almost Friday, as I like to call it. Um, and, hey, the Vikings lost, which is really the only time I feel like as a Packer fan and, you know, Bears fans, we can collectively rejoice, um, especially considering how bad they looked. But I think we'll get to that. I mean, it's, we're going to get to it actually really soon. It's just there was one game we, we have to touch on because it was the game before, and that was uh, Bills-Titans, which, you know, at the beginning of the year, I think a lot of us sort of thought, yeah, potential playoff matchup. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to overreact here, but Titans being one of my division winners, uh, they could be on the cusp of tanking just based on that performance. And granted, Buffalo just looks phenomenal. They just keep steamrolling uh, after that Rams performance. But, oh, that was kind of tough to watch. I mean, considering the fact that game was just really never close. Um, uh, Do you have any thoughts on the game, Caleb? I mean, I watched it, but, like, in terms of, like, my general analysis, it was like, yeah, Bills rolled. The Titans could get nothing going. Uh, I hope Tannehill kind of can turn some things around, but it's kind of what we expected from the Titans offensively. They lost a lot of weapons, and if Derrick Henry can't get going, which he didn't get close to, I mean, he had like half half of his yards like were in equivalent to carries. I think he had like 27 yards with like 13 carries. Like Derrick Henry can get 27 yards on one one. So uh, that was just a, like a horrendous night for him. Regardless, he scored a touchdown. I don't care. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sorry. Uh, my thoughts can be summed up <clears throat> pretty basically all in one sentence. Um, is this your king? No. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, I genuinely, uh, I can't, I can't say I, I. I I didn't see this coming a little bit with Derrick Henry this this year. Um, I definitely thought he was going to regress from where he was last year, the year before, especially just as he gets older. But um, I didn't see it being this bad. And uh, I think we're two weeks into the season, and you can genuinely see why getting rid of A.J. Brown uh, was a serious mistake for the Tennessee Titans. Um, It's very clear teams can now put nine guys in the box to stop Derrick Henry because there's no outside threat um, to stretch the field. And uh, the reason why that run o- running offense has been so successful over the past couple of years was because you could not commit to putting that many guys in the box because A.J. Brown was a top, we'll say, 10, if not five, uh, re- young receiver in the NFL. And now he's gone. And uh, – the flip side of that, we'll get to the Eagles game and how great their offense looks. But from a Tennessee perspective, man, uh, I really hope Traylon Burks pulls it together. Uh, he's definitely not going to be A.J. Brown this year, though. Um, they, they just need another weapon, man. Um, on top of that, Henry doesn't look anywhere close to what he's been. So that's another concern. Yeah, major red flag. Like, it's he doesn't look uh, – and week two, so we try not to overreact too much. Um but last night, I believe the name is uh, Tahan Haskins, 
looked like a better back. And listen, he's a big kid too. I think he's close to around 6'3", 230. Um, it, it, I actually, there's this was like the very niche takeaway I had from the game was, yeah, Derek Henry needs to get together, but is it more? Aaron, I'm going to need your input on this. It just reminded me of when I was watching the Titans game. Grant, it's not a situation they're normally in where they go kind of uh, pass heavy, if you will. And because they were down, I mean, pretty quickly out of the gate, they scored in the first quarter, but that was literally it for the game. So majority of the game, they are in throwing every time everyone knows it's coming. It, Derrick Henry was like kind of off the field. Like I was watching the game and it was like for like series, you wouldn't see him. It was mm-hmm. happens. And is it kind of like a Ben Simmons situation in the NBA where you get down to a certain, like Ben Simmons isn't playable if you're down like five or six in the fourth quarter or like if you're up by a couple points and people are going to the line, everyone's going to try and get him. You know, like you're probably not going to throw the ball to Eric Henry unless it's a screen. Is he's one of those guys that's kind of almost unplayable when you get to a certain point? Because I think that's very detrimental to the Titans because they'll never be able to. We saw a lot of great comebacks this weekend from teams that can air it out, from teams yeah. that can't. I mean, granted, this year you could say the Jets can air it out, but like they're not normally a great offensive team. And I, I don't think, like, if Tennessee was down, let's say, 14 points, you know, going into that second half or say whatever, they wouldn't just come back. Like, they, they don't have – I mean, you already touched on it. They don't have the outside weapons. But Yeah, uh, I, I think it's – I don't think it's as bad as a, a, a that, you know, as a Ben Simmons-type situation. But it did – it clicked in my you know, I was like, yeah, wow. I think it's a, I think it's a fair analogy. I think it just comes back to like when they were down a touchdown or two before they had AJ Brown, they had Julio who, I mean, you know, they had weapons on the outside and now there's just nothing out there. And I know they're still developing young talent, but <clears throat> it, it doesn't look good. Uh, I think the status like, 99% of running backs have their best season before they turn 27. And once they turn 27, they start instantly declining. Uh, and this is the year Derrick Henry turns 27. Um, I Don't quote me on the 99%, but like that's generally the age where running backs start to you know either peak or have peaked. Uh, and on top of that, the other stat of significance to the Titans right now is 9% of teams ever who start 0-2 uh, make the playoffs, and so I think the numbers. Division. Yeah, uh, the number may be skewed a little bit because I mean, how many teams that start zero and two like suck? <laughs> you know, so right. you know how many good teams really start zero and two, right? Like a like a Titans situation, or maybe they will suck, but. Uh, or a Bengals situation. Like, how many teams that are like, oh, we're favored to make the playoffs, I guess, at the start of the year, uh, that then go start 0-2? Like, how many of them? Like, there's not a lot out there, I guess. Um, needless to say, I, I think it's a fair – It's the Titans are extremely one-dimensional right now, and that dimension is not uh, not working. No. Not at all. Um, and – 
I mean, granted, they had nothing working kind of similar to the Vikings. I mean, offensively, they, they had nothing working, which was a complete uh, just turnaround from what we saw last week against you know, our Packers. Um, I know you got some <laughs> – you definitely got some things to say here about uh, Look, good old man. I don't even need I don't even need to pull up the receipts. I know you guys all remember it. It was like three days ago. And I quote I wish I should I should just play the audio off my phone, but I don't have it pulled up. I said that the pair the Packers were gonna come out and they were gonna beat down on the Bears on Sunday night football and look good. And then the Vikings were gonna come out and they were gonna get beat down by the Eagles and look bad. I didn't know it was going to be that bad, bro. I mean, I, I, the Vikings, they got problems, man. They got serious problems. How can you ever expect to win a Super Bowl if your quarterback cannot win a primetime game? He cannot do He's 2 and 10 all time in a primetime game. He can't win big games with large crowds. He can't do it. Okay. I don't even know the percentage with two of ten or twenty percent, obviously. Uh, well, no, it'd be two of twelve. Be two Real of twelve. Quick, I think it was there. I think it was two and ten. I think that's just on Monday night. I think it's, he's only won two primetime games in his career, and they were on Monday night because I think first career I saw was like two twenty-seven and one or something like that. I don't know if that was. I think actually his career was sixty, sixty and one for. He was like. Mediocre career overall record, but prime time, I believe it was like two and twenty-seven. Like it was definitely two and twenty-something. It doesn't. And, the oh, point wow. still stands, man. Yeah, the point still stands. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Continue. Yeah. Like it, it, all I'm trying to say is, like, look, I, I, I've talked a lot of crap about the Vikings. Uh, beat down on them. Look, they beat the crap out of the Packers. Uh, the NFC North is still wide open. I mean, my goodness, the Lions might take it at this point, right? But. Um, oh. I know I'm getting ahead of myself on that one, but you get my point. Like you get my point. Like it's wide open, but this is just, this is just who the Vikings are. And it doesn't matter who they bring in. I don't see it changing under this quarterback regime. They are a team that will show up one week and look like nobody in the, the steel curtain couldn't stop them. And their defense will look like the steel curtain themselves. I mean, they will look unstoppable on both sides of the ball. And then they will get out of Minnesota, and they will be terrible, utterly terrible, defensively, awful, offensively. I don't even know. I mean, Justin Jefferson was non-existent, shut down by Darius Slay, who's a great corner, but he's not. He, he's not what he once was. He's not top. You know, he's not Jalen Ramsey. He's not like it, Justin Jefferson should still be having his numbers against Darius Slay. And look, you can say what you want. The bottom line is, and we, we'll talk about the Eagles too, because, wow, <laughs> but you can say what you want. They are no, they are going nowhere with Kirk Cousins at the helm. They are going absolutely nowhere. He cannot win in the clutch, and it's been proven time and time again. He cannot win the big games, and I'm sorry. It's just it's it's like it, it, it's like when you were. It's like he's golf. It's like their team is golfing with a handicap. <laughs> I it's a fair point. I, it is because 
I would argue that uh, you put some of the upper echelon quarterbacks in the Vikings offense. That team is probably one of the best in the league. Um, and it's like time and time again, Kirk Cousins have like game last week where he looks really good. But then like every year, even if he has a couple good games in a row, you see him have a game like this and it like reminds you, ah, yeah, that's yeah. Kirk Cousins. It, 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 no, like I think golfing is literally the perfect analogy. It's like when you're rolling on the front nine, but you know that inevitable triple bogey is coming to derail your whole round. That's Kirk Cousins at quarterback. <laughs> it's unavoidable. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, it's it's it will happen. Like it, it's not even like oh, like no, like it's guaranteed at some point in the season. He's gonna. Just, I don't know when they move on. Uh, look, it's hard to argue with the, like when you look at them on paper. It's like oh, four thousand yards, thirty touchdowns every year, and like less than ten interception, or around ten to fifteen interceptions. And it's like, how do you argue with that? Like he produces. Like th- at some point, you have to move on because you have to take a step forward towards contending for a Super Bowl, and you cannot do it with him, even if that means you regress for a couple years. You cannot do it with him. Right, and like you mentioned, regressing, that's a lot of owners because of money involved, yada, yada, yada. They hate to hear it, but as you put it, if you want to get to the Super Bowl, I do not think Kirk Cousins, and you agree that Kirk Cousins is not a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. Where the Vikings land every year is like middle of the pack in terms of standings-wise, so they're never going to get in position to draft uh, generational talent at quarterback. No, yeah, that's where I was you going know? next. Like, you can't. Yeah, how many? Have. I want to know. Besides, maybe Brady, who was the last quarterback to go somewhere in free agency and win this? Win the Super Bowl? Oh gosh, I. Oh, uh, was Manning back? You know, three years ago. Yeah, Manning. I was thinking Manning like, or Breeze. Okay, okay, but I guess Breeze even was. A little bit later, or like earlier in time, per se, because he was. I think what? Yeah, it was like two. Or, it was like two or three years into his career. Yeah, man, not, was not where Kirk. Like all I'm saying is for the Vikings, like Kirk Cousins is going to get you into a spot where you're not going to be able to draft Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, or whoever comes out. And I'm not saying that a quarterback could get. Arguably, I would say you don't want to take a quarterback number one overall because they usually don't pan out. But what I am saying is. When a guy like Trevor Lawrence comes around, you're never going to have the opportunity to get that guy. And you they've shown that they're not going to draft a quarterback behind Kirk in like a Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre type of way or Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith type of way or even uh, um, Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers type of way, which we haven't seen the back end of the Jordan Love. But you get what I'm saying. Like they've shown that maybe this is the year they finally go do that. And they let him sit for a year or two, but uh, it's just, uh, I, they're not, I can't stress this enough. They are, he is mid, he is the definition of middle of the pack quarterback. Yeah. I think that's what makes it so tough, I think, because you could argue, people could propose the argument that we have a biased, uh, negative view towards Kirk Cousins. And personally, I disagree. I think, even bringing up like some of the positives. No, great. I actually like Kirk Cousins. It's like, yeah, like he's not, he's, it's just 
the p- position in the NFL, like the way it is, is like I would say, maybe ten to twelve teams like have a guy or like yeah, we'll call it like ten to twelve like have like a true guy. Then there's like eight teams that have a guy that's winning, but like in the next couple of years, or so you think about making changes, and like there are ten are kind of just like trying to see who it is, you know, maybe got a filler in or whatnot. It's the quarterback position is very tough to uh, as as many as the young great quarterback coming out. It's tough to have long time sustainability at the position that we've seen with Baker this year. Uh, it's it's just a hard position to play. And so when Kirk Cousins comes along and he can kind of give you consistent, we'll say four thousand yard seasons, thirty to like. Now I'm going to say efficiency because there's these games like this happen and issues in prime time and on the road. Like you just kind of get what you get. And yes, it's it's hard to, to move up from that. It's very tough. But yes, I, it is. The, the the answer, as you said, is if they want to become a Super Bowl contender. They got to get an upgrade. As hard as it I is, think that you, might be a couple steps back. Here's how I want to say this. I think Kirk Cousins is proof. He's proof. Now, there are exceptions to this, but he's proof that in today's game, it doesn't matter how many weapons you put around a mid-quarterback, he can't get it done. Like That quarterback holds you back. How much better can the Vikings be in every other position? Really? They have a top two wide receiver and a top five running back, a solid O-line, and a top 12 defense, I'd argue. Maybe that's being generous, but and a top two, top three, top four home field advantage in the league. Like, How much better can they genuinely get in every other position? How much better of a team can they put around this guy and they're still 8, 9, 10, seven wins every year and it's like bubble playoff team whereas if josh allen had this team they'd win 14 games if mahomes mahomes actually has a almost a carbon copy with a worse running back this year no offensive help one top tier you know travis kelsey is his top tier receiver and they're rolling and you just see the difference in talent and like difference in confidence leadership i don't even swagger like i don't even know what the word is but like you see on the field the eye test yeah maybe that's all it is but it's just like man there's something like how much better of a roster can they feel just to win to maybe make a wild card and sure maybe they'll win the division this year like i'm not i'm not just going on a roll as a packers fan and saying that the, the NFC north is decided like i'm not taking a victory lap here i'm just genuinely asking the question like we're all in agreement here that uh, if they're going to go to the super bowl they're going to have to play philadelphia and at this point it's probably going to be in philadelphia again and that doesn't bode well based on what we saw on monday night not at all yeah <laughs> they've not played well in philly as of late whether it's Kirk Cousins or Case Keenum. Um, I will have one kind of final note on the game. And then uh, I know you wanted to touch on just quarterback and power rankings mm-hmm. or like uh, the overall um, just the year so far kind of outlook for the rest of the year. And quite yeah. frankly, we were both curious of where Kirk Cousins kind of sits because we know it's mediocre. Um, but actually going through is a different thing. 
Um, my final just kind of note was this is maybe just a very obscure thing. I just I think it needs to be addressed. Former quarterbacks that become coaches, I think, might have a problem with passing too much. Um, we see it with Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. So they abandoned the run game pretty quickly I, out there. I would say, yeah. though, we can have a Zach Taylor segment uh, well, yeah, I, later I'm not, on, I'm maybe a different game. week. I, just, like. I just want to touch on there's him. There's um, the other guy, Kellen Moore. I know he's not head coach, but he does the offensive play calling for Dallas. They become extremely pass happy when they have – I mean, you can say all you want about Zeke. I still think he's a solid running back. He's not, you know, top five like once was. But him and Pollard is a great one-two punch that they could be utilizing a lot more. They go extremely pass happy. And on Monday night, Kevin O'Connell, again, former quarterback in the NFL, 46 pass attempts for Kirk Cousins. That needs to be 26. I'm sorry. And six, six carries for Dalvin Cook was brutal. Yes, that is so bad. Like, it. There's it's really just unexcusable, especially considering the fact the game is 24-7 final. That game never got out of the hand to the point where you you had to stop running the ball. You know what I'm saying? That was by yeah. choice. Um, so I just think going forward, that's something I'm definitely going to watch. Is I already see it in two former quarterbacks, Zach Taylor and Kellen Moore. I want to see if Kevin O'Connell has the same idea where it's very prolific as an offensive mind, but – you get two pass happening Mc, in this league, and that will be your downfall. McVay uh, was a quarterback, wasn't he? Um, I don't know if he was a quarterback in the NFL, but he definitely, he definitely wasn't in the NFL. High school. I he definitely I was a quarterback, and I know he was a quarterback in high school for sure. I just didn't know how high of a level he played. Or might he been a receiver? I think he would turn like a receiver. I, I'd have to look that up for sure. Um, Not an I'm, NFL quarterback, though. I think we can both. Yeah, yeah. I just that was just I don't know, just a niche thing. I just kind of noticed. And, yeah. Uh, one of my just random kind of thoughts, kind of like the Derrick Henry thing. I do have. Um, I do have. Uh, before we go to the power rankings, one more thought. Um, we both have said like over the past like two weeks, basically that even even in the preseason a little bit, we were like, man, the NFC, like the AFC is really solid. Like it's got four teams I could easily see winning a Super Bowl. Uh, but the NFC like. Oh, the 49ers came out and lost to the Bears, and the Packers looked terrible, and the Bucks, like, who knows what's going on down there in training camp. Like, who's really going to come out of the NFC because the Rams look bad too, right? Man, yeah. if there if there's not a favorite right now, holy smokes, does Philadelphia look scary. They look so much better. I mean – They run away with that division. Yeah. Really. And this is, this is what I'm talking about, like, when, when great quarterback play takes time. Because they made the they made the, the first off they gave they had Wentz for a year before they moved on to Hurts, and then they gave Hurts time. I mean, Jalen Hurts has struggled, and I know it's early in the year, and he could just totally regressing. They could go ice cold, but like he just looks different, man. He looks confident. They look better. They actually have receivers who can catch the ball. I mean, it's just a completely different looking offense, and. It's kind of similar to like when, and I know this is biased as a Packers fan, but like when Rodgers kind of took a couple of years to get going after Favre took over, right? Like there's a couple of years where it was like, yeah, he's not 
he's in that middle tier where he's not great, not what he became, but he's not also terrible, and he's just he's just getting better. Uh, and it looks like the it looks like Jalen Hurts and the Eagles have hit some gold, man. They they found diamonds. Um, and this look, I, I right I, now, I, I, I know what you're saying I, I do. Um, right now, I there's a clear favorite in the NFC in my eyes. Definitely, definitely. And I think when we get to our quarterback rankings, um, I'm I think Hurts is good. But I'm also not completely sold yet. I saw mixed things last year. Again, great performance. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. Um, but definitely want to see it sustained throughout the regular season. Um, right Fair. now, I'm a little bit more efficient Cam Newton, which is fine. That, that'll get you places. Got the Panthers to do a Super Bowl one year. Um, I definitely do want to see kind of how the rest of the year shakes out. Um, but with that being said, you know, touching on – the quarterback rankings. I am curious to hear yours. Yes, yes. I took some. I took. Yeah. I, I put a little time in this, man. I was. Uh, I was bored in class, honestly, and I was like, you know what? Let's 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 rip some quarterback power rankings after two weeks of play. Um, so I'll preface this list. Uh, I don't really know what the, like. It's all the people who the thirty-two people who started uh, last week. So like, Dak is not on the list. Um, and it is ma- majority based off of uh, performances this year, but in order to not see Carson Wentz at the top of the list, there's also like personal bias towards like previous history as well. So it's yeah, current. Think- it's power rankings currently. Like right, and but you're using not- past knowledge to kind of predict. Yeah, I'm not putting all my stock into two weeks of football. Yes. No. So. With that being said, number one, uh, I have Josh Allen. Uh, One and two, I think they're intertwinable. Uh, Allen and Mahomes. I gave Allen a slight edge just because I think they've looked – I mean, they've just – I don't even – I really don't know why. I just like Josh Allen more. I think that they throw the ball a little bit better um, and a little bit more dynamically and down the field in Buffalo. I I really can't find that much of reason to put him over Mahomes. Honestly, like it could go either way, so I want to stress that. Uh, one, uh, two, yeah. I, like, I just—I I don't mean to cut you off, but the—you gotta look at the talent. You know what I mean? Like, Josh Allen's got a clear-cut number one in digs, and like you can see the connection. I think that's why it definitely looks better. Uh, but like, Mahomes is still cooking. Yeah. So, and like, like I said, I, you can I intertwine. This is where yeah. it's like historically, obviously, Mahomes is better, but like, uh, it—it just—it doesn't matter. Uh, number three, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is this is going to be a little skewed, but I did make this list right after Monday night. I have Jalen Hurts uh, based off two rock star performances this year. Uh, do I think he's the third best quarterback in football? No. Uh, do I recognize this is probably a little high? Yes. Uh, but the purpose <laughs> of this, the purpose, like, like I said, it's some of it's like weighted more towards the last two weeks, and some of it's not. So like, it's not a clear cut scale. So like. I can understand why you're going to shoot that down. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not, uh, yeah, continue. I just do kind of want to see the rest of it, how you graded it out. Yeah, I'll start going sure. quicker. But uh, four is Justin Herbert. Five is Lamar Jackson. Six is Rodgers. Seven is Kyler Murray. Eight is Tom Brady. Nine is Burrow. Ten is Tua. Eleven is Derek Carr. Twelve is Stafford. Thirteen is Wilson. Fourteen is Jimmy G. Fifteen is Kirk Cousins. 
16 is Carson Wentz, 17, Jameis Winston, 18, Mac Jones, 19, Trevor Lawrence, 20, Matt Ryan, 21, Ryan Tannehill, 22, Justin Fields, 23, Daniel Jones, 24, Jared Goff, 25, Jacoby Brissett, 26, Baker Mayfield, 27, Davis Mills, 28, Mitch Trubisky, 29, Marcus Mariota, and then Geno Smith, Joe Flacco, and Cooper Rush to kill to finish off the list. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot to digest. You, you had Kirk Cousins slotted where? 15. 15. I can read off the guys yeah. in front of him again if you'd like. Yeah, I mean, that's – that makes sense. Yeah, Carr, Murray, yeah. I, I, I see it. I do see it. Um, I, I'll I say this. I'm, if uh, Trey Lance was still starting, Kirk Cousins would have gotten the nod. Uh, but Jimmy G went to the NFC Championship last year, so – yeah, that's why he's. That's that's fair. That's yeah, I don't know. That's reasonably fair. So we're thinking 14, 15. I mean, yeah. Either way, I had uh, cousins at thirteen. Um, so I was kind of around the same spot. Pretty close. Uh, yeah, and it's kind of hard to move past that. Like numbers wise, you know, throw them in the top ten. You can looking over the course of, like the years, but. I think that's a fair ranking, and honestly, I could see myself moving him down um, just due to the fact of him being surpassed by other guys. Uh, because I don't, yeah, I, I'm, I don't want to re- overreact. And again, I'm not trying to take anything away from Jalen Hurts, but I currently don't have him ranked above Kirk Cousins, like wow. in my quarterback rankings. That's just because I've seen. This is her second season as a starter now. And, like, I, I can't I, – I just can't get behind. Like, he could come out next two weeks and just crap the bed and look like a completely different guy. I know Cousins is probably – he got another bad game next week, but then we'll have a 300-yard performance out of him. Like, I, I just – I know what Kirk Cousins is. And I'm not – like, Hurts has a far higher ceiling than Cousins. I think, at, like you – he will be above him by the season's end. Well, I, I think he. I mean, he just he just, just outclassed can. him two days ago. Yeah, but if we're going off that, Kirk Cousins outclassed Aaron Rodgers in Week One. Like it's, it's just I I Fair. can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, and again, it's our opinions. It's predictions. We can look back on this in ten weeks, and that Jalen Hurts ranking is spot on. I'm just not the one that's – I cannot be like, oh, yeah, he's bona fide going to be – I personally don't know. No, uh, three's, I, three's way too high, honestly, yeah. as I'm looking back at it again. He's definitely top ten. Uh, I would probably slot him in at performing performances for sure. And, yeah, I, I think that's uh, definitely more reasonable. Um, I guess that, like – because, yeah, my top ten is more – um, I, I don't want to go through the entire my entire rankings because honestly, I think past ten, I can I'm open for a lot of debate, like a lot, a lot. Um, when it comes to like just quarterback play, um, I, I can't move the needle on Rodgers as a talent. I know that's biased, but I think give him any weapons, any like the right circumstances, he's the best man for the job. I think next would then be Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, and I had Joe Burrow at five. 
slightly ahead of Herbert just to the fact that like, Herbert has a lot more help, better coaching, better defense, way better line. Um, I know Jamar Chase is definitely like the best option, but like Keenan Allen is no slouch along with like Mike Williams and such. So I give Burrow that edge. Um, and I got Lamar right behind them. I know that could be a little debatable. Maybe think Lamar should be higher than seven, but uh, I just think he's as a quarterback, not as talented. Um, and at eight, Russ, nine, Stafford, 10, Kyler Murray. Uh, I don't think even the Stafford one might be a little debatable, but again, I, I like consistency. Um, and even that's why Stafford gets that slight edge over Murray, even though Murray can be more dynamic. I think Stafford is more reliable come Sundays. Um, but yeah, like I think it's, we both have kind of hit on that in the Kirk Cousins spot. And we kind of found out what we want to find out by doing these rankings is he's he is, where we he's think mid. Is. he is like the median, like bar for like, if that's your like quarterback, what he is on Sunday, like you're just kind of like, okay, like there's really nothing else to say. Like yeah. it's you're just you're happy your team's out there. You're happy you don't have a crap quarterback, but you know he's not gonna bring you the promised land, and his ceiling is definitely capped. Um, I don't really have much else to say in terms of like my. I think my quarterback rankings are what they are. I think there's gonna be a lot of moving up and down throughout the season. Uh, not a whole lot towards this top part, but. I mean, do you have any critiques, thoughts, comments? Uh, where'd you have Brady? I had Brady at four. Yeah, I know. that's that's fair. I, um, I again, it's I would we, move Lamar a little higher, but I like when you say it out loud. Like I, I see the reasoning for putting one. Like I think that honestly, he, I think it's Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, Rogers. Probably Brady historically, but not so far yet this year. But Alan Mahomes, uh, Herbert Rogers, like plus give or take a couple other guys. It's like yeah, that's your top five, six, seven, and it's usually roughly the same order. So it's like uh, you know, it, uh, there's a lot of interchangeability there. There's no clear cut like tier one. Although that would be my tier one. Uh, if yeah, I were to I would, play a game like next a, week, or like not order, but elite group, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. After that, it falls off pretty drastically. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> like I think like after Kyler Murray, like it's it's the field. Yeah, that's when you get the Derek yeah. Carr, Tannehill. It's question marks all over the place. Yeah. And honestly, like we'll touch on it. I'm waiting. I'm gonna wait one more week on this. But let it be known, uh, if Joe Burrow doesn't show up this week, I got some question marks, man. I got some real, like, wow, you guys have lost to Cooper Rush and Mitch Trubisky. Like, come on, dude. Like, what's what's going on in Cincinnati? And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, like, I got some question marks if they don't if they don't beat the Jets this week. Like their starter, they they went Steelers, Cowboys without Dak, and the Jets. And if they come out zero and three somehow, oh boy, yeah, it's unexcusable, really. Like it, yeah. it's just that's a must win for them. 
So we'll just transition over from our quarterbacks to the waiver Wednesday. Um, it is Wednesday. We got first game of the week tomorrow night on Amazon Prime. Um, <laughs> but that's just sad, I, man. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. It's really tough. I did want to uh, just ask you though, right out of the bat, and. I, I just, again, because I don't really have good answers. I got a couple names, but did you have any, like, good – like, anybody that's good for, like, the waiver wire off the running backs side of things? Like, Dude, it was running backs – running backs it, this year are slim. It's slim pickings. You never really know what's going to happen from week I to week. saw – fantasy stat. I saw a stat. It was the top uh, 20 – Average scores so far this year across all positions. So, like average fantasy points per game uh, across all positions: uh, wide receiver, tight end, QB, and running back. And not a single running back was in the top twenty. Wow! So, I'm not that big of an advocate of the zero RB strategy. I think that when a position group is super slim, like it is this year at running back, it's best to get one of the consistent performers. But at the same time, uh, the league I'm doing best in, I came away, and it wasn't auction league, but I came away with Jefferson and Adams, and I'm rolling through teams. So it's a weird, like, I don't know, running backs are slim picking. That's a long answer way of me saying uh, if Jeff Wilson is still there, I think he might be worth your pickup. Um, but outside of that, it's I don't dumb. even. I'm not even sold on Jeff Wilson being that good of a pickup. Like I, you, you know, I, I would just target handcuff guys. If you see Alex, if you really need, if you really need running backs and you don't need them right away, if you see Alexander Madison, uh, pick him up. Uh, if you see Chuba Hubbard, Dante Foreman, I don't know who two is in Carolina right now. Pick them up. Like uh, Joshua Kelly, those, those kind of guys that maybe might bail you out later in the season if a guy goes down or, or something like that. But. Other than that, no. No, I was chime in on the the handcuff because Mark Ingram, I think, is another guy that is usually pretty reliable. Um, yeah. Especially if Kamara were to go down, but yeah, like that's that's really what's come to. It's like you're not really looking for guys that might be you know a, a PPR monster or like a touchdown vulture. Like you're really like nah, like just you gotta draft backups, like because. That's just how it is. I see it really just backups are kind of murky uh, for a lot of teams. And even the lead backs have not been performing as well. This, I think a lot of people originally thought so far this season. Um, I guess just is I didn't really have a whole lot of names. The, the only two other guys that I think are really worth going out and taking a look at. Uh, Garrett Wilson with the Jets yeah. is the clear cut. He's number uh, one, dude. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the Jets, but I feel like a number one option on any team is worth a roster spot, um, especially after that performance on Sunday. Um, and I am hesitant to say this because I'm not trying to get way out of myself in the Lions bandwagon, but I know Jared Goff is available. I know there's some people out there that hey, Trey Lance went down, Dak Prescott. If there's any more injuries to quarterbacks or you're still in a deeper league where you're trying to find a guy to stream week to week, 
I think Goff's worth a look um, just due to the fact that the offense looks good. He's got reliable targets around him in Amon Ross St. Brown, TJ Hawkinson, two guys out of the backfield. Uh, Swift can do it both passing and running game. It's it's a viable option, and that's yeah. something I think, I, think golf, I never would have said. Yeah, that's I, I think I mean we've seen golf go to a Super Bowl when he gets the right system and the right weapons around him. Yeah, and all this is true. He's got the talent to do it. It's just uh, his his thing really has just been the the mental part of the game, and uh, yeah, the knows like he's he's got the talent. It's just you kind of you, you pressure the guy. He's usually rattled. He becomes inconsistent. I remember that was a theme last year, um, but I don't know. I, I don't really have any other names. Uh, if you had anybody else. On your list? Uh, the only guys, like, and these like maybe go out and look for them if they're there, depending on how many people are in your league. Uh, Amari Cooper had a decent week, uh, nine targets. Don't know if it's going to continue, but uh, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, Devonta Smith uh, looks like he's a viable option as a wide receiver, too, in Philly. Uh, we said yeah. last week <laughs> if Jahan Dotson is still available, uh, still a little touchdown dependent, but we'll see. And then uh, the other guy, uh, Jacoby Myers, did have, I think, 14 targets Ooh. this week. Yes. That's um, good. And he's, even last year, he was close to 100 receptions. Uh, not a good touchdown scorer, but I think that could change. I think some of that was fluky last year. And uh, he's consistent, five, six, seven catches a game. So uh, if you're looking for usage, uh, he could be an option as well. No doubt. No doubt. Um, I I love those names, especially yeah, the Jacoby Myers one. That's uh, that's I think could be something. I really do. I think he's probably gonna come away as the number one option in New England. Which, again, a number one on any team is that's a good thing. Um, needs needs to be rostered for sure. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I think I'm ready to kind of dive into next week. Um, yeah. tomorrow. We got uh, – I can't believe I keep saying it's on Amazon Prime. But week three kicks off with Steelers-Browns. Uh, do we? Yeah, we just should just fire these off, man, I think. Just pick by pick. What yeah, do we no, think? I'll go uh, here. I'll, I'll take the uh, – I'll, I'll go first. Sometimes it's a disadvantage. But uh, yeah, yeah, I like the Steelers. Um, I think it's a 50-50 game. But I'll explain why uh, the Browns are coming off of a heartbreaking loss in which their running backs carried a huge load of their production, and it's a short week. And a lot of times those guys aren't ready. Uh, and I know they got a one-two punch, which helps. But, um, yeah, I think it's a toss-up game. But it's uh, in Cleveland, and uh, I think Miles Garrett is out. Ooh. I think I did see that. Let me double check that really quick. But yeah, I, I, I knew Clowney. He was kind of dinged up as well. Um, but for, I mean, it, it is a fifty-fifty game. I would say. I see Cleveland is at home. I honestly, I know. Yeah, they yeah. lost. What happened on defense was inexcusable. Miles but- Garrett suffered a neck injury. Uh, is day-to-day and is hopeful to play on Thursday. Um, gotcha. But, like I said, 
short week, those guys who probably would be fine to play week three, uh, when you only get three days, maybe they don't play. Maybe they say, hey, take the extra week, be here week yeah. four. No, that's that's a good point. Um, I, I personally, whether Garrett plays or not, I'm I'm, I'm going to just stick with the Browns uh, for just this reason that the Jets burned them. That the reason they lost that game was they got burned in the air, like plain and simple. They got torched by Joe Flacco. I don't see that happening with Mitch Trubisky. I, I just don't. But who so. sees that happening with Joe Flacco? Yeah, well, I. Hey, listen, as a passer... I swear to God, if you say he's elite, I swear to God. Uh, <laughs> as a, as a, strictly as a passing quarterback, uh, no, I'm not... I almost just just vomited, just word vomit, just Joe Flacco's elite. Um, it, he's a better thrower of football, proven over his career. He's done it longer than Trubisky. I, I'm not saying I expected that. I anticipated that. I'm just saying that's how they lost. And so, like, I, I'm not seeing a repeat of that. I, I think it's going to be a grinded-out game. It could go either way. I just think the Browns grinded out at home. That's just it's fair. my analysis. That's I, a fair I, pick. I, you know, they should be 2-0. and uh, I, I think they move on to 2-1. and Um We'll just not just quick skip, not skip over, but Bengals are at Jets. I know it's at Look, Jets. Man, the Bengals are the in Bengals survival mode. Yeah, I have to take them just on that alone. Like, first off, I'm never gonna pick the Jets. Uh, yeah, it just it's a hard pick. And when they're playing, like I, I we both agree. I, I'm we're running in circles here. Uh, the Bengals no. need yeah, this Bengals. game more than anything. And if they lose, then it's like the season's over. It's panic. It's panic. It, it's yeah. officially time to panic if you're 0-3. And considering the losses they've had, this is a must win. And yeah. it's crazy to say that week three, but it's a must win considering the opponent and their overall record so far. Um, Bills at Dolphins. What are you thinking here? Hmm. <laughs> this is uh, this is a, this is oh, one where I I kind of wanted you to go first, but it's fine. Put me on the spot. I like it. I like the strategy. Yeah, no, I figure I'm gonna try to like alternate. You know, what I, mean? I like the I, strategy like the there. Yeah, I'll try and alternate. Um, I'm taking Buffalo. It's hard to pick against them. They're rolling. Um, they're scoring 40 points a game. As much as I love the idea of picking the upset Dolphins here, because I could see it happening. Uh, I'm gonna play it safe. Yeah, and oh, my uh, oh, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, it's just it's so like you said that it would the, the Dolphins upsetting and would be like so understandable and like I could totally see us talking about this on Sunday, um, but I I feel dumb going against the Bills. I I really do just. But what we've seen and the role they've been on, um, no matter how good Dolphins played at the end of that game, they were down 21. And I just, they're not getting over that hump if it's the Bills. Quite your just being honest. Um, Bills are a great team. I'm rolling with them as well. Uh, I'm not going to fight you on that one. Chiefs at Colts. I'm picking the Chiefs. And yeah. Much as the Colts need this game. I just don't think they get it. I think it might be more competitive than people realize if the Colts run the ball, 
I think they could gash Kansas City, and they're capable. Look, if the Colts get to 0-2-1, and um, I don't know if it's panic button. It's going to kind of depend on how the rest of their division shapes out because at this point anybody could win that thing, um, and the Colts could get in the playoffs. But Nice about being uh, in the AFC South. Yeah, they're not beating the Chiefs. Not right now. Uh, maybe in 15 weeks when Jonathan Taylor's going for 80 yards um, a half again, like he was at the end of last year, but not right now. Yeah. No, that's a valid point. Um, Packers think- Packers at Bucks. What do you got? Oh, we're going to that right away. I'm throwing you on the spot. I mean, it's I'm taking Packers, man. Yeah, uh, I figured. I've, I, I refuse to. I know it's in Tampa, uh, but even just given the circumstances. I think it's a uh, – this is an interesting game. Uh, no receivers for Tampa Bay, and I think it's a gut check game for Green Bay. If they can't beat this version of Tampa Bay, uh, they can't beat any version of Tampa Bay <laughs> come January. Agreed. Yeah, no, that's, that's a fair point. And um, I, I just – We'll say this historically over Brady's very long career. Pressure is how you take him down. You get after him. That's how you get to him. That's how you win. And Packers have that this year. We got guys that they make life difficult up front. Um, and especially with no receivers on Buccaneers' side, I don't want to say we're going to blow them out, but – I would not be shocked if this is like a not as close game as people realize. Like that's just my opinion. I know it could be a little biased, but I think it's needs to be set and definitely just watched for us how many times we get after Brady. Um, Fair but, enough. Yeah, I'm riding with the Packers as well. If I didn't make that clear. Yeah, yeah. I general thing. Just when are we gonna pick against Packers? Like it's just. It's tough to it's tough to like mentally do it. Like it's just messes with my psych. Um, <laughs> Carson Wentz revenge game, and you know back on our noon slate, it's Eagles at Commanders. Um, as fun and enticing as picking a Commander upset would be, I don't really see it happening. I think Carson Wentz has had two good games. This is where he has a bad one. Um, and I, I like the Eagles. I, Eagles I uh, have to agree. Eagles are too hot to lose right now. Uh, to lose a game like this, I should say. Uh, although similar, not as much, but similar to the Dolphins thing. Uh, if the Eagles are going to fall back to the field and not and aren't what I think they are, this would be a situation where they might prove that to me. Uh, but I still think they're the top team in the NFC, so I'm going to pick them. Yeah, well, hard to argue with that. Um, in terms of Lions at Vikings, <laughs> I, I think uh, it needs to be said. The Lions looked pretty good last week, and the Vikings did not. But wh- wh- where's your head after this game? Where are you thinking? Oh, man, I was definitely going to – I have the Lions written down as my pick. I think I'm going to change it because uh, yeah, I did not realize that game was in Minnesota. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of a 
Um, I think the Lions, look, if the Vikings lose this game, uh, then everything I've been really harping on is so true. And they are, I I, I mean, I'm going to actively root for the Lions as a Packers fan in this game. I just don't know if I see it. Uh, I could be wrong. You know, ah, see, I'm going 50-50 on this because the Lions played the Eagles tough. That's what my original pick was based off of. Was the Lions yeah. looked good against the Eagles, and then the Vikings looked awful. You know what? No, I'm sticking with my gut. You know what they always say in multiple choice tests? You always go with your first gut. I'm going, we're sticking with the Lions. Final, final answer. Detroit, ride or die. <laughs> I want to root for the team that I want to root for on Sunday. I'm not going to play this 50-50 game. So I if you're going to take the home Vikings, and as probably smart of a pick that is, I don't care. Uh, yeah, and... I, um, just because I, I think not that the white lions are lightning, just lightning doesn't strike twice. Yes. They're going to, this game will be competitive. Uh, I think it'll be close, but like Vikings at home, that's, that's Kirk cousins realm. And, um, I think if they just get rolling kind of out of the gates, uh, they should be able to get it done, but it, it really wouldn't surprise me like a Lions game winning field goal and Vikings fans start to panic. Um, what a great Ra- Sunday that would be. Yeah, no, seriously, though. I just need a Bears loss with, uh, well, they play the Texans. And, like, again, they're at home. They got I just want to, before we move on, I just want to clarify you took the Vikings. Yes, yeah, I'm okay. rolling with that. For sure. Okay. Uh, um, and I'm also, uh, well, you know, Screw it! I'm going with the Texans, man. I, you mm. know what? I was, I was gonna take the Bears, but yeah, I, I don't know. They they play tough on defense. That's gonna be a slugfest. Like the Texans have looked good defensively. They're able to kind of. They could have beaten the Colts. They you know again could have at a certain point beaten Broncos. Uh, I think it's just a matter of time before they get a win and. After what I saw on Sunday night, I think that 49er win for the Bears was fluky. It's based on the weather and it being week one. So I'm going to roll the Texans, even though they're going into Chicago. Um, I think they get their first win of the season here. But I think that the Bears defense is too tough uh, for the Texans. Um, they scored nine points against the Broncos. Uh, and I know they played the Broncos tough, but like you're not going to win games scoring nine points. Um, and, and as bad as the I think the Bears are, I think they're back at home. Uh, I think I do agree the Texans are good on offense, uh, but I are good on defense. Sorry, uh, but I think that the if the Bears can just run commit to running the ball with David Montgomery and commit to doing it twenty times, they win the game fairly easily. Uh, by a touchdown, touch maybe 10, 10 points. Um, just based on the fact I think the Bears' defense is going to pressure Davis Mills and cause problems. But 50-50 game, I could see it going the other way, but I'm taking Chicago. Yeah, well said. Well said. Um, when it comes to Raiders at Titans, who do you got? Ryan, with my division winner pick, baby, we're going Las Vegas. I have not seen a single positive out of Tennessee this year. And uh, I see no reason to pick them. Yeah, and quite frankly, uh, other than the 
my reasoning is going to remain the same other than it being I didn't pick the Raiders in my division winner, but nothing positive about Tennessee. Raiders, as, yeah, they are 0-2. They could very easily be 2-0. and um, They definitely get their first win this week as well. I, I think that's just kind of a given. I, would, I think it's very, like, they're dangerous territory if they lose the Titans on Sunday. Um, Ravens are going into Foxborough for that Pats game. And I know Ravens, like, are, are looking good. I know they gave up a lot last week and they lost. But, like, as a whole, I think people are like, yeah, with Ravens with Lamar, they're kind of a contender. I still think this is a Bill Belichick game. He's going to come in there with some game plan that limits Lamar Jackson. And we've seen how susceptible the Ravens defense is. So for that reason, I think New England gets another win here. Disagree. Um, I disagree. I have a feeling. I disagree. Uh, Going into Foxborough is tough. Uh, Ravens are my division pick, so I'm a little biased that way again. But uh, I'll say this. The Ravens should have had two blowout wins and looked incredible. Uh, And what the Dolphins were able to do to come back and win that game, uh, the Patriots are not capable. That Mac Jones is not Tua. And regardless of what you think, that Patriots offense is nowhere in the same stratosphere as explosive as the Dolphins uh, in terms of weapons and speed. And so with that being said, I'll take the Ravens. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, yeah, I get what you're saying where the explosiveness comes from. Um, I just think this this might be a different game. I think this might be more of a defensive battle. I do want to go back and double-check because I know you picked Tennessee as your division winner. You are going Raiders, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Raiders all the way. I think it's it's panic time if they don't get that done. Fair Um, enough. What do you have for Saints at Panthers? I got the Saints. Um, And kind of for the same reason as the Titans, like – haven't seen a whole lot of good out of Carolina this year. Regardless, they're at home. Um, I just think the Saints are a better team. Like, even if I could see Winston having a bad day and they still win this just by their defense alone. Um, yeah, so that's that's where I stand. I don't know if you have any different thoughts. But... Not really. Haven't seen anything. Yeah. Similar to my take on the Titans, haven't seen anything uh, worthy of taking a pick. Uh, and I have out of the Saints. So... Uh, famous Jameis, we're we're rolling with him. Yeah. Okay. Hey, that's that's fair. Um, I think we got one. No, we got none in terms of noon games left. We're moving on officially to the afternoon window. Um, we already talked and covered the Packers, Buccaneers, Jags at Chargers. I, I think the Chargers kind of roll. It's in. Uh, I almost said San Diego. Whew. Los Angeles, um, and they kind of just, I don't want to say they need this win because, like, you're not screwed at one and two, but in that division, in, like, considering you got the Jags on your schedule, like, they need to come out firing. Um, and it's not that the Jags have looked bad. They're not the same Jags they are usually just bottom of the barrel every year, but they're still not, like, a great football team. And, uh, yeah, I feel pretty confident that the Chargers get this done. I uh, I agree. Uh, I'm tempted to take. I will say I'm tempted to take the Jaguars upset, just like I almost have been every week this year. Um, and maybe they'll prove me wrong again. But uh, 
everything you said about the Chargers is exactly where my head's at. Uh, this is a win that they need in their tight division, uh, especially in the AFC, how tight that playoff race is going to be. And I think they know that uh, based off of missing the playoffs last year. I think, I think they're smart enough to recognize that. Not a great home field advantage uh, in L.A., but I don't think it matters. Uh, I think the Jaguars are on the uptrend, and I'm looking for that next that next time I can pick them for an upset win. This is not it. No, yeah, I, we'll have to fight another day with that idea because, yeah, I, I think this could uh, this could be one of those blowouts we see. I just got a feeling. Um, Falcons are going into Seattle. Where is your head at with that? My head at uh, the Seahawks proved something to me in week one. Uh, they proved that it is still hard to win in Seattle, even if Russell Wilson is not there. Uh, I'm riding with Seattle. I'm riding with the 12th man alone, and that's probably the only reason I'm picking them. Um, but I just don't think the Falcons are good enough to go into Seattle and win. I think you have two bad teams, and uh, the 12th man is a big enough factor that I think it decides this game. Yeah, and you know what? Every part of me is, I don't know if it's something with the Falcons this year, man, if I just really like Mariota. Um, and I guess my, you know, my analysis is that 12th man doesn't get involved if the Falcons come out kind of firing. Because what happened week one was they scored a lot, then the Saints came back and beat them. What happened week two was they didn't score a lot in the first half, but then they score a lot in the second half. So if we're going by just the way things are going, if they score a lot in this first half, maybe Seattle can kind of get out of it. Uh, they get forced to just throw, throw, throw. They have really no vertical attack. In fact, they have Tyler Lockett and DK. Geno Smith just isn't the guy to just push the ball downfield. I'm going to go with the Falcons. Um, I think they finally get this win. And if they don't, uh, well, can't say I haven't been here before. <laughs> <laughs> I may I may live to regret saying this, but uh, I don't see it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a tough ask to have Marcus Mariota go into Seattle and win. But well, like I always say, man, Seattle team I respect it. it. Yeah. I respect the upset pick, man. When we come to March, I'll be picking them. I'll yeah. be picking them. <laughs> I, yeah, I, just, I don't know. infatuated with the Falcons for some reason this year. I don't know why, um, especially with their crap play calling. Rams <laughs> at, <laughs> Rams are going in Arizona. Um, I am going to go with the Cardinals, but, I, you know, no. I, just see, from what I've seen from the Rams, it's there's flashes of that still Super Bowl team, but it's been pretty inconsistent out of the gate so far. Um, and I like what I saw towards the end of that game with Arizona. I think Kyler Murray has a good day. It is at home. And again, he's Cal, is Call of Duty out yet? Nope, not yet. Beta's oh, out. The beta I'm, is I'm, out. The beta did release. This might affect my pick, actually. No, I don't think. I was about to say, I don't know if you're completely into the grind mode yet, but I could totally see why people would be scared to bet with Kyler Murray right now. I'm going with the Cardinals, um, but yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this game. I think it's a close one for sure. I think uh, Call of Duty jokes aside, uh, that actually will be a factor in my decision-making come a month or two from now, but uh, Call of Duty jokes aside, uh, 
Kyler and the Arizona offense seems to have woken up uh, in the second half of that Raiders game. Um, For sure. And I think they're riding high off the, this win, and they're taking it that they're taking that win's momentum uh, right into this marquee division matchup. Uh, I'm riding with Arizona as well. I just haven't seen it from the Rams. I agree. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, we got two more primetime games, and then we'll let you guys move on with your day and or night. Um, but I got to just hear what – what do you think? Because I think this is a very interesting Sunday night matchup. 49ers are going into Denver. And we haven't seen really a lot from Russell Wilson so far out of the gate. Do you think this is the game he gets rolling? Uh, short answer, no. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, very it's I definitely could, could see it happening. Uh, when I made my pick, I actually did not realize this was the Sunday night game. But, and that does make me want to pick Russell Wilson more, but uh, the Niners looked better without Trey Lance uh, in the second half. And not to say that, like, they just looked like, not to say that they were bad. I feel like we really didn't even get a fair chance to see them with Trey Lance this year. The one game really doesn't count because it was a slap test. Um I'm rolling with the 49ers if I haven't made that obvious. I think the defense is good enough. And Jimmy G, NFC Championship. I mean, this is a team that knows how to win games. Uh, they, they are who they are. I think that now we the question mark that was on them is no longer there because we know exactly who they are now that Jimmy G's back at the helm. Yeah, that's, that's a valid case. And I'm not really going to argue against – I'm not going to argue against 49ers. I will. I'm just going to argue for the Broncos, and that I think Russ just has to have finally a big game. They're at home. I haven't seen the offense literally do squat. Like I, I just think something about it. May the 49ers get off to a bad start. Whatever. I just, you know, one of those just gut feelings, man. I, I think Denver has like a decent win. They get on track. And listen, if they look bad at home on Sunday night in prime time, the world will see it. There's going to be a lot of questions about the Russell Wilson contract, trade, and just that team as a whole. Um, again, not saying it's a must-win scenario because I think this is just going to be a very competitive game. But I think they, they need this win way more than San Francisco does, in my opinion. Um, both teams is going to be very important. But I'm taking the Broncos. Um, not super confident with it, but Broncos country – Ah, let's ride. Dang, man, I don't get to say that this week. That's sad. I, yeah, I know. it's so fun to say. You know, <laughs> but we haven't been riding. We're not riding. So until <laughs> – look, man, until we get off of this, like I said, the crock pot cooking with Russ, uh, until we get off of that and we start having those steaks again, I'm, a, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not riding on the horse. You know, I don't know what this analogy is. It makes no sense. Uh, no, no, I think I know what you mean. I think we just, we're hoping we move on from microwave meals. And uh, I think we finally move on from microwave meals to uh, maybe we're putting some things in the oven. I don't yeah, know. I'm getting sick of the peanut butter and jellies, man. I yeah, really am. These incrustable stink, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> last <laughs> game, Monday night, ESPN. Got Giants at home. The Dallas is coming in there. Not with uh, – I think they – that's a – big uh, morale win for them beating Cincinnati, but 
Giants defense has held up this year. And as bad as the Giants do play on offense, because Cowboys do have a solid uh, defense themselves, I just, for some reason, I think the Giants move on to 3-0. Even like, whoa, three no. I don't think it really means anything. I think the Giants are still not going to be that great of a team. Um, but I think they move on to three and zero somehow, which is nothing. I never would have guessed that going into the season. That's definitely one of the, some more surprise teams so far this year. I uh, I have to agree. Uh, let Danny Dimes cook, man. Um, <laughs> gosh, that sounds like so Cooper weird. Rush. Yeah, you know I've that sounds so team. weird. But uh, I think home, this is another situation like a Seattle pick. Uh, I think home field advantage wins this game. Two bad teams, historic rivals, division matchup. Uh, I think the Cowboys think they're better than they really are with the win against Cincinnati, and uh, they let they let one slip here to the Giants. Yep, and that's I think well said. Like it's, we're not anticipating much out of the Cowboys right now. It's it's very tough to do. When your general goes down like that, it's it's not like the minor situation where you're throwing in like you said, it's a conference championship has been a Super Bowl quarterback and they got unproven Cooper Rush in there, who's looked fine, you know, in his appearances, you know, I'm not taking anything away from them, but you don't feel confident picking that team. Um so Giants all the way, and that will do it for the slate. Um I believe if uh, you can quote me if I'm wrong for the picks. I got you. I'm I'm up one right now going into this week overall for our yes. Uh, I am 14 and 18, and you are 15 and 17. We both went nine and seven last week. Quick recap of who hit what. Uh, I missed on the Chargers. You hit on the Chiefs. We both hit on the Bucks. Both missed on the Colts. You hit on the Lions. I missed on the Commanders. Both missed on the Ravens and the Browns. Both hit on the Giants, uh, and then I hit Patriots and Rams while you missed both those games. Then we both hit on the 49ers, missed on the Bengals and Raiders, and then we both went 4-for-4 four four to close it out uh, with Broncos, Packers, Bills, and Eagles. All right. So, honestly, at that pace, I mean, if we are 9-7 and seven or, I guess, better next week, we should work our way back to 500 overall for the records. Yeah. Yeah. So the places where we uh, differ this week, the marquee matchups, you might say, that uh, will make a difference. I have the Lions. He's riding with the Vikings. I have the Niners. You're riding with the Broncos. I have the Ravens. You're riding with the Patriots. I have the Bears. You're riding with the Texans. And then I have the Seahawks. You're riding with the Falcons. So we got five potential five-game swing here uh, that could uh, could mm, be the yeah. difference. That could, yeah, that could really impact things. Yeah, somebody's going to be, you know, ahead at the end of the week. And, uh, and hopefully it's still me. But <laughs> uh, guarantee, especially in this league, especially in this early in the season. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. I, even tomorrow night is probably not going to be as much fireworks as that Chiefs Chargers last week. But hopefully, you know, connection's a little bit better on Amazon Prime. And uh, <laughs> hopefully the uh, – Browns I do want to clarify as well that uh, Colts Texans game from Week One counts as a loss for the two of us, uh, yeah. because we did not pick the correct winner, even if there wasn't a winner. Yeah, I think that's fair because yeah, honestly, ties are very rare in the NFL, and you're right. Yeah, we nah. didn't have a winner. We lost. <laughs> but that 
that's that'll do it. I mean, that's that's the that's the pod for our Wednesday episode, Waiver Wednesday. Um, we got on a little quarterback rankings. Might do this weekly where we give out some positional rankings of importance. Um, really, just kind of depends on you know what there's talk about. Like it just kind of varies week to week, the storylines, the injuries, whatnot. Um, but we love doing this. Love dropping the content. Got another one coming Sunday. Um, and yeah, I, I'm just looking forward to it. Ready to get this week three kicked off tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, be on the lookout for Sunday's episode, man. Um, yeah, yes, hope sir. you guys have a good one. Yeah, Caleb, at ease, soldier. Take at care. ease, man. Have a good one. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs>